0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as...
1: This is Miley Planning and the voice of Naruto! This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Aber, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris
2: Battle,
0: character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things
1: ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show what you can! It's time. Anime comics, movies and games that so come on and let's get it. Talk time, live. anime comics, movies and games that so come on and let's get it. Talk time, live. anime comics, movies and games that so come on and let's get it. Talk time, live. anime comics, movies and games that so come on and let's get it. Talk time, lie. Started in the 80s with Macross. Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, But I carry that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life and show love to all things that don't matter And let's get it Talk time live. Anime comics Boobies and games to come on and let's get it Talk time live. Anime comics Boobies and games to come on and let's get it Talk time live. Your talk time live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge,
0: ladies and gentlemen. On the show with me right now is not only my first interview of 2021, but my god, he is the very first interview I've ever done since I started ACMG. He is Adam Shub, he is one of the best. Artist that i've ever come across in terms of pixel art and i have him on the show because it's been a long time coming we're gonna pretty much uh have fun talk about old times talk about what he's been up to recently and you know you get to learn more about this uh great talent here adam what's going on brother
2: <laughs> how's it going man thanks for having me on
0: about time, I should say. I know, it's
2: it's been it's been a while considering, you know, we live like a block and a half from each other.
0: Don't get me started because I talked to Chris as well and like he literally just lives on the street from me. And, oh uh, right, yeah, he's on Forty yeah. Six. Yeah, like right near Baltimore. For, for those who don't know, like DJ Cutman who does all the music for my show as well and um, I, I, I live, I am blessed with living around a culturally talented group of people and through the grace of goodness, I've managed to meet these great people and Adam you're one of them two thousand thirteen I think we met, and yeah. we yep. met at a local event and I saw your uh your um work for the first time it was just uh, at at all of it, and it was like it it, it mended my heart me as a gamer and come to find out that you do this on a normal basis you're you're um uh, primarily a graphic designer, am i right
2: yeah um that's that's what I went to school for. I mean, I've been an artist my whole life. Right. And that's what I, we I, I went to. You the
0: mutant for, gene. I get it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Got the gene. Uh, I went to school. I uh, went to SUNY New Paltz for, uh, for graphic design and fine art. Graduated in 2007.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, so, yeah, I, I am a graphic designer for, like, my real job. But the, the square painter thing is kind of intermingled with that. Right. That, I messed around with that in college. I was never serious mm-hmm. about it at all. And uh, when I graduated in Economy wasn't doing too well right then. Oh yeah, 'cause yeah. it's doing better now. Oh wait, yeah. Kind of like no jobs, no nothing. Right. So I uh I was out to I, so I I didn't I, I was working like BS retail jobs. Anyway, I was out to dinner with some friends one night and they had a house where like everybody would come hang out. Yeah. It was like the party house. We all had friends like that. <laughs> So, and they had all these blank walls, so I mentioned like, "Hey, I got these Nintendo paintings that I did in college, like you know, pixel art." Yeah. And like, if you guys yeah. just want to hang them on the walls, I got like maybe ten of them. So we go back to my parents' house, and they they flip out, and they see them there, and I look at these also because like even the ones you saw in twenty
0: thirteen.
2: Yeah. I I had my design layout done. Yeah. I didn't have a technique or anything. Like I wasn't. I I, I my painting technique was not. Was that like the beginning?
0: The, uh, the beginning stages of your uh, pixel art? Yeah, or? that still was like. Square painter, like a
2: 0.5, not even one point. I would still. Because I, I yeah, that. when you met me in 2013, I've, I've come so far in just those seven, eight years yes, of, just you have. Of, of, of evolution <laughs> of an artist. So. I had the paintings hanging there, and then all, all these people would come over and stuff, and they loved my art. Like, mm-hmm. you got to do more of these. You got to do more. You got to get into this. So, I, you know, it was so difficult to find a job. I was doing, yeah. you know, some freelance work, and that's all I could pretty much find. I couldn't find a full-time job in graphic design, to, like, anywhere, anywhere. I yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know you know. So, uh, I started, I, I did my first show, and Jesus Christ, this month it's going to be Two thousand nine, it'll be twelve years. I can't believe it. Two thousand nine, end of February, like twenty seventh or something. Yeah. One of my old friends from uh uh from high school, my friend Morgan, he does these outrageous like collages. Mm-hmm. He was and he did all these art shows. He was living in Bushwick in Brooklyn at the time. And he put up an uh, a thing on MySpace. This is how long ago, oh <laughs> nine. Looking for artists. And I hadn't I hadn't talked to Morgan in a while, like, hey man, like I'm doing these Nintendo paintings, like yeah you think I could come show I'm, I'm kind of getting to that point I started doing some bigger ones the yeah. big Mega Man that you saw I, I had that, that one done Mega Man. We we're going to talk about yeah. that by the way right. oh I, I, I have that hanging <laughs> I, can, I can see it in the hall from where I am right here never getting rid of that, that <laughs> the magnet so Kong. I had yeah I I have uh um I I brought all these down and it was this huge show it was like in this this basement area in like uh You know, one of those converted, like, warehouses to apartments. Yeah, you know those places in Brooklyn. Uh Yeah. So I had a great show there, and then I got all these other offers to do solo shows or group shows in Manhattan. So I was essentially couch surfing with Morgan in his apartment in Bushwick. Yeah, I was there, like, every weekend for, like, days at a time uh, doing shows in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, anywhere that would let me do a show, I did it. I went, you know, balls out with this, and then it kind of, like became my secondary career. I did mm-hmm. more graphic design work. I moved to Philly. Yeah. Uh, and then within the past few years, I mean, I still do graphic design work. I haven't done anything, you know, in 2020. Commercially, COVID. right? Yeah. What? Commercially. Yeah, com- yeah. Yeah. Commercial graphic design. Like I, I, worked for like big, big companies like five below mm-hmm. uh, David's bridal. That was a great company to work for. Yeah. Uh, David's bridal. I had a great time working there. Uh, where else? I, I uh, freelanced for uh, temple university, Mm -hmm. in 2019 that was the last one that I did but the square painter thing really has gotten bigger it it kept getting keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah and in the past two three years or so I'd say that like sales really like have been consistent sales and uh and um commissions and things like that and it's great like just all through 2020 I've been able to you know to support my share of the rent and the bills just Selling my artwork. That is awesome. I never thought I would get to this point with Square Painter. That's that's like as as long as that was. That's the the abridged version of my (laughs) my journey with Square Painter.
0: What was the painting that started it all?
2: Uh, What happened was uh, my roommate in college came back, and I'm working in the my dorm, and we had this project where we had to overlay a grid on a famous painting. Mm -hmm. So I did this Manet painting. And uh, you had to take the average color in each square. So I'm in there and I'm painting it. And it's it was pixel art I was doing. It was just right. for a project. And he looks at me and it's a stupid snide remark that he makes that started all this. He's like, are you painting like
3: right. video
2: games? Because it looked like it. And I'm right. like, wait, what? Like, are you painting like video games for like your class? Like. No, but that's a really good idea. Damn. (laughs) So I got some sprites of Mega Man, and I still have it at my parents' house. Right. Uh, These, like, six poses of Mega Man on, like, Bristol board. And I drew a grid, and I painted them in, and that's how it started. And I, I had them mounted on cardboard, and it looked like crap. (laughs) <laughs> and i still have it somewhere i have photos of it online i could send them to you they uh, they were in my parents they were down in the laundry room right and uh they actually they got like watermarks water stains on them too cuz of where they were but yeah i still have them it's crazy that that that's what started this
0: what was the medium that you used are you still using acrylic or are you like oh, changing yeah, yeah. the yeah i was yeah, I
2: use, like, the high-end acrylic stuff. Like, I have so many tubes. Like, here, I like, cadmium red medium, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's heavy body. That is not the cadmium the, Like, red this is the one I used to use in class, too. Yeah, this is, like, just for this tube, it's, like, 23 bucks or something like Don't that. The red is so <laughs> you got You got That's the stuff I use. You can't use, like, the basics. You can get away with it for, like, white. You know, I don't use the uh, if this is like for like if I need to like mix in white, I use like the cheaper stuff. Yeah. But if I use like regular white, then I have like my straight up. Geez, that was the I one have, our, like, our our teachers used to always recommend.
0: Like, that was the what? that was the one our teachers would always recommend to us in class too, and then yeah, you know, I worked at the art store, so it was like that was oh, an easy discount. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. The Liquitex is mainly what I use, the heavy body, the good stuff, because it has like that's where I get the vibrant colors from, mm-hmm. and I've just learned over the years how to mix color. I've watched like tutorials and stuff online, but just innately just over and over uh, from painting. I've literally done thousands of, of pixel paintings that I I have all the mixes in my head when people ask like, Oh, how do you do like, you know, purples or something like that. And then I just, I immediately just start spilling knowledge. Oh, you need brilliant purple, but you also need prism violet, (laughs) and you have to bring in like, some titanium white on there. And if you would maybe you need like a little bit of cat red if you're going in the, in the redder phase. But like, if you want to go with blue, you got to use like more of like, you know, uh, a magnesium blue. You don't want to go with a cobalt blue. Cause it's like, I don't even realize that I have all this knowledge in my head of like, I just know. You have color
0: theory. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's just color theory. But just what I was using to start was just the, the basics, you know, the big tubes, the, Mm -hmm. the Liquitex basic. Those are okay for getting started. They're streaky. The pigments are very weak. You're not going to get vibrant colors from them. It's not going to look good in the end. Gesso is
0: not really a good idea to use in those cases either. Yeah.
2: If you're not – for professional art, you really – I've seen other artists actually that do use very – I hate saying cheap paint, but it is – it's the lower quality stuff, but they still manage to, like, make it look amazing. I have never been able to do that, I but I well, vibrant when, color is what I, I pride myself on. When
0: it comes to Liquitex, if I remember, because it's been a long time since I used any Liquitex products, and uh-huh. I still have my, um, my black and white design, uh, you know, illustration boards that I have hang up in my office here. Nice, nice. Um, I do recall that, like, you have to make sure that sometimes you lighten the color up because once they dry out – it does get, the, co- the colors become cooler.
3: Oh yeah. Boxes. So oh,
0: you kind of got to oh. you got to have a understanding of how the colors will fade if you, especially even if you just use a, like a dryer or anything to dry them quickly or whatever. Mm-hmm. It will get darker and maybe too dark to the color that you're trying to get that. Oh, yeah, too,
2: darker so. or or lighter uh, certain uh, black colors like this ivory black and this Mars black. I like Mars black. I go through a lot of it here I God. Huge, <laughs> you to taking me bad. back. <laughs> actually, my friend hooked me up with these 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 better these Grumbacher like acrylic
0: Yeah, ones. Mm -hmm.
2: These are really good too. They're thinner, but I really like them a lot. I've been using that a lot. So with, with Mars black, if you lay down like one coat on there and then you let it dry and it'll sit for years, it fades to like a, like a grayish, like Mm an 80% gray. Cause I see old paintings that I've done from eight, nine, 10 years ago that people have showed me. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you look at that one, the black is not, is probably not, like, a deep, like... It was mixed. like a,
0: yeah, and, and in terms of grayscale, it was, like, the darkest, the coolest of color black that right. you could possibly get. And it, I'm looking at it now, I was like, yeah, you know, even with the light hitting it right now, it, yeah. I can see what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't using, like, enough multiple coats of paint. I was, I was still learning my process back then. hmm But... You got to use at least to get like a really rich, vibrant black that won't fade like that. You got to use at least two coats. And Mars Black is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Ivory Black is good, more for mixing and for yeah for darkening stuff or also getting a different tint and something like that. If you mix that with like a nice, brilliant blue, you can get this awesome like deep turquoisey kind of color. Right. I don't know, it's some like experimenting. Right. So again, this is just my brain, like. <laughs> just,
0: so you know, all right, so you have notch. that, and what what would you say would be your favorite pixel art to like? And this would be like saying what is your favorite game? In this oh, case,
2: my favorite game is Earthbound on Super Nintendo. That is game that right? changed my life when I was fourteen. <laughs> I still I have my I don't know if I'm, but you can see I have a a lot of. Games and toys and collector stuff back here. Right. In the uh, wood shelves in one section, you can't see it from here, but I do have a whole section just of Earthbound stuff. I am digging the uh,
0: the the larger size Mega Man, the K.G. uh Mega Man that you have, because I have a smaller version. Oh, oh,
2: that one. That yeah, one's huge. That, <laughs> yeah, that one. That's about this big. That came from GameStop. That was originally right? like. Yeah, it retailed for like eighty dollars. That sounds about it, right too. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't sell for that much because that's insane. Now
0: and is uh, that a complete? Is that a complete model, or is that actual one that you had to put together? Oh no, no,
2: it's just a big figure. And it, it oh, that's awesome. these things like it, uh, here. You know, let me
0: let me get it. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's huge.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can see how big it is. So it's this big Mega Man, and uh, there's, like, I don't know if batteries are working, but, like, there's a switch in the back. Oh, it's battery-operated, like, too. Huh. Yeah, like, plays music, and, like, here's a little thing here for his arm cannon. Yeah. And, like, if you plug this in, it makes right. the cut-man, it makes, like, <laughs> the cut sound instead of the arm cannon noise. Right. So, yeah, this thing this thing is awesome. I love <laughs> Mega Man. I have a huge Mega Man collection in there. I have Mega Man toys all over the place.
3: That's but
2: awesome. me and... Uh, my girlfriend, Nina, were mm-hmm. at a GameStop, and she found this. I'm looking at stuff, and she brings this up to me in the box,
0: and it's, like, on sale for, like, $20. I'm like, okay. Yes. Mine. just Cause, happen to see it on clearance. Because let me tell you, mine's cost just as much as that smaller one because it was an import.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the import stuff is crazy. I, I have – um, uh, did you ever have any of the, the models from, like – the nineties that were imported that you had to like put together. Yeah, they that's, were, like,
0: That was the Mega Man one. Right, right. There were Mega Man. And, and ones I had a Gundam. A of, I had a Gundam one too. That I was like, why yeah. does it cost this much? <laughs> yeah. And it's
2: hollow inside. <laughs> yep. But they all came from Japan. There was a, I was never really a big fan of like Power Rangers or Common Rider, but those were like mm-hmm. those figures you had to put together. But I have a, a Mega Man that I got. Jesus, probably in like Chinatown in Manhattan in like 1997. Wow. Because I, you know, I lived in New York. I used to, I was down there all the time. Uh, uh, from like Mega Man X two or something, when he's yeah. in white and blue armor with like the big like headpiece mm-hmm. thing, I have that somewhere in my case back there. <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of Mega Man toys.
0: Yeah, I have yet to come over to your spot yet for one of your your uh, historical and legendary parties. But oh god, that...
2: <laughs> we have fun times over here. Our apartment's not that big, but we we cram it full of people. <laughs> awesome. We've uh. We, we've since – damn, it's been about a year since we moved. This this, this room is our front room, mm-hmm. and it, it was just our living room, and we weren't using it that much. Yeah. And I was in the back room, and me and Nina were splitting that as our studio, and we're like, you know, why don't we split this up so we're not, like, on top of each other because mm-hmm. we're in here working all the time. Right. Because – she got a job. She, she's working from home all the time and is on zoom calls. So like, I can't be in there listening to music or watching videos. Right. So I moved my studio into here. So I don't know when we have a party, I'm going to have to see how that works. (laughs) So whatever the, the post COVID celebrating that we don't have a, a horrendous person as president of the United States anymore, uh, we'll be (laughs) celebrating those things. Right. Exactly. uh, Whenever we can, hopefully this year when it's safe, I think, the latest that I've heard is maybe by summer. Uh, knock we'll, on wood. Yeah, knock on wood that uh, the vaccines will be widely available yeah. and we'll be able to like hang out in places like inside <laughs> together <laughs> whenever it's safe. Whenever it's safe, I miss those days.
0: So, when it comes to retro games, like, are you like you have you like played anything recent?
2: Oh yeah, I played like I see. Everyone thinks that I only play retro stuff. Uh, to be honest, I know
0: that's that's the biggest misconception here. So let's bring yeah. back, misconception. Well, okay.
2: I uh <laughs> I just I did an interview months ago with uh the dudes from Past the Controller. You know them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they asked me the same thing. Like, like what's like what's a modern is like PS2 like a modern console to you? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I look at Mario sixty four and it's like that is mind blowing. It still is. Like that was the first. The first 3D game on a console. I, I remember. think the
0: idea is that I think I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, I think the idea is that like, have, which eventually the PS2, three, four is going to be the classics. And where are you going to go from there in terms of uh, art when it comes to that? Like, are you still uh, going to do? You know, keep oh, the classics? Yeah, yeah. I'll,
2: I'll still be doing. There's still going to be th- that. That's like a whole other um, discussion because a lot of people have talked about like, will Nintendo. And that era of the '80s become like, as far as collectability, mm-hmm. like Atari from the '70s. Like, it's gonna move on. It won't nearly as much as like Atari has become. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can get them everywhere. They're dollar games. No one cares about them anymore. The came and talk. Uh, Nintendo had such a huge cultural impact mm-hmm. and a spillover to earl to younger generations now because the characters are still like Mario, Mega Man, right. Samus. <clears throat> They're all still recognizable. And there's an interest mm-hmm. in Nintendo, because they're such a household name, that that will always be a thing yeah. in gaming culture. Atari was different. Atari was like the big stepping stone to this. Mm-hmm. And so Nintendo's games... Guy, it's towards, what I
0: call a Paleolithic era of gaming. It, it very much is.
2: <laughs> I guess Nintendo would be the Neolithic era. Yes. Then. So uh, Nintendo will always have a collectability... You're not going to see games be like bargain bin stuff. A lot of the yeah. games will go down in price. We've been seeing that with Nintendo. Yeah. I've been checking stuff. A lot of games that were worth, even with Super Nintendo, that were worth, you know, the mid-tier stuff, between like 75 to like $150. Yeah. A lot of those have been trending down. Uh, games that are like the big ones, like Contra, Super Mario 3, those, mm-hmm. those were spiked up to stupid prices like $40, $50. And yeah. there's literally millions and millions of carts out there. But those are always $15, $20 games. Those right. will always stay around that because everybody wants them, as right. as they should.
0: And they're still downloading uh, them, like, rather physically or digitally. Like, we're uh-huh. still getting these games. Like, I still, uh, thanks to Nintendo Online and all those other, you know, things, we're still playing these games, too. Oh, yeah.
2: There's so many ways to play them now. Yeah.
0: And and I'm, you know what's the, the great part? And, and this is where, you you know, artists like you and Paul Robertson, who, you know, works on, like, uh, did the, the Scott Pilgrim game. Oh, um, as well as incredible. like he does a lot of pixel. pixel yeah, he does a lot of pixel art for um for you know uh, Adult Swim. You guys keep the retro alive. Yeah, and that's... And, and, and then the second into added to that the indie developers who like the Yacht Club Games and all those guys and the way oh, forwards. And, you know they God, managed amazing. Yeah, I I had a chance to have um, David D'Angelo from Yacht Club to come on like almost. Two, I I just recently reviewed um, Cyber Shadow, which I'm waiting for you to play. <laughs>
2: yeah, you mentioned that when I Because I think I once you play it, I,
0: I guarantee you that's going to be your new. That's going to be your new canvas. Yeah, I oh, probably t- I, I t- saw t- the t- cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks is- great. It is something else. Um, yeah, I guarantee. I'm going. If once you play, I, I will not be surprised if I see a shadow, uh, a cyber shadow canvas coming. Yeah, it's me. like
2: a cybernetic, cyberpunk ninja guidance, fast side scroller, like, all combined. You're speaking all of my language here. <laughs> all the words I want to hear. You're putting together. It's like
0: is beating is beating my ass, but I'm I, it, I'm happily getting my ass beat. Right. You're you know, it's, your ass kicked. <laughs> Going back to your work in terms of, like, touring and everything, and, and, and especially with COVID, how has COVID – I mean, obviously, COVID has, you know, affected your touring and everything. But how have you been able to uh, adapt to this new normal in terms of, you know, you getting work being sold and stuff like that? Um, I There's been
2: it's – it's been, like, kind of two-sided in that, one, I've been pushing my work a lot. Yeah. You know, like uh, my social media presence has grown a lot more too on Twitter and especially Instagram.
0: Yeah. Uh, I bless you for getting hit- Twitter because that's not easy. That's a that's a beast. Yeah. Well,
2: I've been on Twitter for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, my, my Twitter feed is, is mainly just me posting like video game stuff and then just silly nonsense <laughs> and then yelling at politicians I don't like.
0: <laughs> that's everybody <laughs> yeah. in Twitter.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Screaming, screaming! It. I bonded
0: at, with a lot of people that I've had on this show because of political yeah. stuff.
2: Well, let's not get into that. But <laughs> yeah, I sorry, I brought that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, well, in my Instagram feed, it's all like retro gaming and stuff right. like that. I have very specific ways of posting my stuff. I have just on my wood floor, I'll post a picture of my painting, and then I'll post it with like with a game from my collection. So that right. ties. It's am hey, a game collector, and it also mm-hmm. shows like size scale to see cause you can't really see how big the painting is in right. the photo. And then I'll put together like a little mural thing also like next to my games, I'll stand it up, right. put the game next to it. And then I find some toys for my collection, some little, little things, little figurines and mm-hmm. things to, to tie it together. So I've been doing that and that has been working as marketing mm-hmm. and that has been selling my stuff. And then on the other side, a lot of people are pushing to help independent artists that are known in the scene in scenes and are known for working really hard. I fit into that, that people have been pushing me also like, hey, help support these guys, get them through these hard times. Right. So having that coupled with me literally working every single day, mm-hmm. I was just, just before uh, I was talking with you, I was working on a, a Ninja Turtle piece. I'm like cleaning up all the pixel art. It's going to take hours and hours. We're and you talking about NES? No, it's from Turtles in Time. It's going to be like a 12 by 24. Nice. Just wait and see it. Wait and see it. It's, nice. It's a barbled pixel It's one of my favorites, actually. Now. It's a garbled pixelated mess of muted colors, but there's a good design in there and I'm digging it out. I've never seen anybody do anything with it either. Actually no, I've seen one guy do perler art of it mm-hmm. and I have a slightly different idea. Anyway. <laughs> so, things have been a lot better than I thought they would be. I mm-hmm. thought that last year is like, oh shit, I'm going to have to find some like remote work from home job, not yeah. doing something I want, but it'll just help pay the bills. And
0: oh, I was this close to calling Amazon. Trust me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I'm right there with you, man. I I was scared of what I was going to have to do, and then I just uh, a lot of people just have been getting at me for sales. There's there's a lot of times, and it never gets old. Yeah. I'll post a painting, and then literally 10 minutes later, someone's like messages me like, "Hey, how much?" I tell them like this plus shipping, gone, and it sells right away. Awesome. I've had it. I, I've had that happen a lot, and it never that feeling never gets old. Yeah that happening. I've been getting, uh, I get emails or messages on social media regularly all the time asking about commissions. And I would say probably about 75% of those turn into sales. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten very good at doing online sales. I've had to, I've had to adapt my business Mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful that I've been able to do this. And, you know, I'm not living large by any means. I barely have bought any games or anything like that just being able to pay the rent and the bills right you know order decent a meal from grubhub or something for me and nina to have uh, just from you know selling selling my art i mean she she has a work from home job also and they live in our
0: happy village fun. known as university city
2: yeah <laughs> university city <laughs> but I, I i'm so grateful that I, I'm i'm able to 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 pay my way like rent bills and everything like that yeah. just Selling my artwork, I never thought I would be at a point to do this, and it's amazing Mm -hmm. to be able to do it. I but you got to work really hard at it. You can't. I mean, I take time off, but it's like every single day, I'm at least painting or working in Photoshop on designs or putting new designs together or looking things up for at least six seven hours a day. And then sometimes when I'm painting, you know, I I might get immersed in that. Samus painting I have back there. That's a Super Metroid piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I will will even notice good, anything. by the way. <laughs> oh, that's just an outline. Just wait till you see what it's done. <laughs> it's the behind there. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll start working on that maybe at, like, I don't know, one in the afternoon I'll sit down and start working. And then the next thing I know, and I'll have YouTube on and music. And next thing I know it's, like, 7.30 and my cat is, like, banging on my chair because he wants dinner. Like, oh, crap, I've been working all day on this. Right. I mentioned I was playing in a band. Also, yes, many talk games about that. Been the first, the first show—that's a whole other thing. If you want to get into <laughs> my music, the music I'm playing. Yeah, I told you we would get into this. on The one thing,
0: yeah, the one thing that we actually haven't—I haven't I have never known about you. <laughs> so yeah. About
2: so, so before I was doing this, when I was in like my late teens, early twenties, I started playing bass when I was seventeen, and I was like really into, and I still am, like punk rock and hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so immersed in that scene and I was playing playing in bands back then, way back then like mm-hmm. late 90s early 2000s playing, playing bass playing guitar mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I I was in bands that like we could have gone somewhere if we weren't like 22 and stupid you
0: so, <laughs> yeah so uh, I the I should laugh I got my own stories <laughs> well we all do we all do
2: the last time I played music was uh, I had a short lived like hardcore punk project yeah around like 2008, 2000, no, like 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. me and some friends were playing and it just, we, you know, when, once you get to that time, we're in our like late twenties, early thirties, then, you know, it, that's when life starts really creeping in yeah. and we weren't able to keep it going. Fine. Uh, I played in a, when I, I, I had a short stint where I lived in Austin, Texas, I played bass. I played one show for mm-hmm. my friend's band. I was just playing bass with them and, uh, I hadn't played since then. That mm-hmm. was 2013, Oh, wow. And I always wanted to start playing again. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. So uh, uh, so with with other friends that I was talking to, one of of the other guys that – so the band that I'm in is with a lot of the guys from Cinemassacre, you know, like James Rolfe, Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm -hmm. I've been friends with James for years. And me and him always talked about, you know, because I would see him at cons. He's like, I'm doing the Square Painter thing. He's doing his Angry Video Game Nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just became friends at shows. And we met, he mentioned, oh, yeah, I play guitar, I play drums. Like, oh, I play bass. Wouldn't it be fun to play music one day? So. We were all out in uh, Portland, Oregon for Portland uh, Retro Gaming, yeah. uh, Portland Retro Gaming Convention mm-hmm. last year. He was out there, and we were talking about it. So me and him and two of the other guys, uh, Kieran and Justin, they were doing rental reviews. Yeah. I'm sure you know them; they've been in the convention scene for years. I've been friends with them forever. Right. We're like, hey, let's let's do this. Let's let's just start writing writing some music. And what we decided what it would be was a uh, '80s music mashed up with like video game music like all right there's there's some crossovers (laughs) there so we started back in april of last year so we're texting back and forth and the first song that we come up with is oh uh cheap tricks mighty wings from top gun is ken's theme from street fighter ken's theme came from that it's the same riff so me and james are like putting stuff together he was writing rhythm guitar and i was just playing bass and recording it and then we started getting all these other people involved. So another James, he goes by uh, James Ronald, Epic Game Music, have you mm-hmm. heard of him? No, I haven't. Check out his channel. Mm-hmm. James Ronald is such, he's, first of all, he's like the nicest dude. I've known him for years, he's right. great. He comes to all these cons, I love, he's so much fun to hang out with. He is like a music producer. He mm-hmm. He's done tons of arrangements for his channel, and he does music production for his job. So he gets involved with this. And he does this outrageous arrangement, which is mm-hmm. what the song became.
3: Right. He brought
2: another, the third James into the band, who is the singer. <laughs> <laughs> James Rolfe brought in this dude, Jeff, who is the drummer of the band, who is this outrageous drummer. Right. And Justin is now involved. He does like backup vocals and he'll be like the hype man, I guess, when we play live. And Kieran plays keyboard and he does backup vocals. So there's right. seven of us all together. And somehow we got this to work of seven dudes spread out in two different countries during a <laughs> viral pandemic right. that we put this quarantine band together. So the first song we wrote, it was called Mighty Wings and Hadoukens, which is the 10th <laughs> Yeah,
0: I love uh, it. I'll send you a link to it. You have you, to, because uh, I'm a Street Fighter. I'm a huge Street Fighter fan, and we're celebrating gonna... the 30th anniversary, apparently. So. Oh, that's right. The other day was the 30th anniversary. Yeah. It's crazy,
2: man. So... We finished the song, we didn't have a band name, and we just put it out as Mighty Wings and Hadoukens on the Cinemasker channel,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it came out of nowhere, we didn't say anything that mm-hmm. we are starting a band, we kept it real low-key, and I was so excited about this, because this, this came out in early June, June or July, Like July I would say, right. July of, of last year it came out, and... This song just kept sounding better and better as soon as like James Ronald got involved. It's like the music production Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: the other James Harding from the band Villainist. He brought his vocals and he has these soaring 80s vocals Mm -hmm. and he just has he just has the presence of like a front man. And it just audio wise, it just came together. It sounded amazing. I remember my brother came over and I played it for him. I played him like a demo version Mm -hmm. of the song before it was mastered. And he's looking at me. He's like, this is your band? Like, is,
0: <laughs> sounds amazing. Like, I can't believe how good it was. And you guys weren't and either we together started, in, a, in one which, studio.
2: <laughs> yeah, that we we were just recording independently. Cause I, and even when it started, like, because me and James Rolfe were talking like, oh, this is just going to be a side project of us just around and putting music together. We didn't expect it to be anything. Right. And even then we we're texting like, dude, this sounds incredible. So the song came out. And a ton of people loved it. It, it has like over four hundred thousand views on YouTube. Wow! So it it and the comments are like ninety nine percent positive. People really love it. So we all decided, like, because we you know we just do. We actually have a, a meeting tomorrow. We just do them over Zoom. Yeah. You know, just like where we're at with the band. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we decided. All right. Let's do this as a band. Let's 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 do this. Let's let's all get in. Let's be all in on this. I so hear, we decided. It sounds like a
0: spinal tap, uh, spinal tap journey about to happen. It kind of is. It <laughs> kind of is.
2: It's a weird journey. I don't know where it's going, but I like it. And right. So the band's name is Rex Viper.
0: <laughs> nice. And Rex.
2: So we're gonna. That is have very eighties.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: We <laughs> threw around great. a million ideas for stuff. So we're gonna have the idea that Rex Viper is like this mystical character that like saved us from like these uh but uh, james came up with uh some story like uh that that we were like moving our equipment into a practice space and these guys tried to like jump us in an alley these punks to like steal our music equipment right and like there's this light that shatters like a street light and there's this huge shadow standing there and these punks are like holy shit it's rex viper and they take off (laughs) and he's just standing there and he disappears and we're like what the hell just happened and they're like, Rex Viper saved us, man. We wouldn't have had this unnamed band if it wasn't for this mystical, like, street warrior creature. That is so such an 80s, 80s like, we narrative. Rex, we don't know where Rex Viper is, but he's out there, and he'll protect <laughs> us. He protects the streets, man. So we named our band Rex Viper after this mystical creature that saved us, this mystical dude. So dude, That's, that's
0: like, the most 80s thing
2: I've heard in a quite yeah, a while. Exactly. It's a, <laughs> It's going to be like, it's silly like that. So, uh,
0: but that's how writing, that's how you wrote like storylines back. To- <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So we're all, this is just an homage to all that. So we decided that's the name and we have a huge Google doc of ideas of songs to mash up. Right. Uh, I can't go into all those, but the newest one that we're doing, James mentioned it on the Cinemasker channel that it's uh, the Power of Love, mm-hmm. mashed up with the Back to the Future theme, nice. mashed up with the NES music from the Back to the Future game, which is notoriously terrible.
0: Wow. But I remember that it, game it, very well. Yeah. The,
2: <laughs> the music that loops is a riff from Power of Love just sped up. Right. So that's used as, like, the breakdown in the song that we have. <laughs> it's finally done. The music video is done.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And... It's something. I am so proud to be part of a project like this that (laughs) we got this together. I don't know how we're going to... I don't know if every music video is going to be as intricate as this one because we started writing this. We started Power of Love back in August of last year. Mm -hmm. I recorded my parts for the video in September and it's just coming out now. It's finally done. Not every song is going to take this long. We all agreed on that. The newest track that we're doing is coming along the drums just got done and i'm still getting the bass parts down some of them are very difficult i Mm -hmm. gotta really really get the riffs down that's coming together so hopefully soon that will be done but we're aiming for let's see today's the eighth i think february 26th we're aiming for the rex viper channel to be up and power of love will be on there and we'll be ready to go
0: i want to definitely thank you for being on the show i got one more question but definitely man it's been Crazy awesome to have you finally on the show and in this format. (laughs) So it's great. And I'm glad that you and Nina are doing awesome as well. And I got to tell you, like you talked about, you know, being blessed with being able to live on ground and pay bills and all this stuff. I am very happy that I, that me and my wife are still doing the same, but I can also be able to do things like invest in your work (laughs)
2: <laughs> that means so much, man. Thank you. Thank Which, you. I, by the way,
0: people, I have three of his works in my office here that I cherish majorly because, you know, one is because he he worked on it, two, because he's such a great dude, three, because they are nostalgic to my heart of what I grew up with. And uh, it, it's awesome. I, I, You know, you're one of the people that I am blessed to be doing all that I'm doing with these four letters behind me. And it's been awesome. You've been a part of you know my growth, and I greatly appreciate
2: uh, it. <laughs> of course, man. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me on just to talk games and art and uh, music. And we could
0: do this. We obviously. could do a marathon. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I can. I can talk about stuff like this. But we always. gotta. We gotta get to more important things right now. Sure. I mentioned the Magna Carter of your collection. Uh huh. Tell me about that awesome Mega Man canvas that you will not get rid of or not you sell oh that god that one yeah that
2: that means so much because that was like the first big canvas that i did
0: geez
2: uh, late it 2008, is 2008 nine awesome. yeah around then i did it and the design just came together it came from mega man 9 so it was right beat rush and mega man just on a black background but i edited it i took one of the cutscenes of like where it scrolls up through the city and Mm -hmm. i i heavily edited i cropped out buildings and moved stuff around i did the graphic designer thing and i built a whole background of a cityscape that they were in and that i always say was like it showed me that square painter could be more than me just sitting in like my room painting that this is like okay i could i could do something more with this so i i showed that one a ton and people loved it and then uh (laughs) once i started refining my um my painting techniques, I had all these older paintings, like big ones yeah. that weren't painted as well. They, they weren't, the technique wasn't there. This, yeah. I, my, my painting, just my painting technique wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And these were not on the same level of the, right. the work I was currently doing. I felt like this was like a lower grade and I didn't want to show them together. So that Mega Man piece sat for literally years that I didn't bring it to show. It's probably six, six years. Yeah. So I pulled it back out and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it and I asked me and I'm like, should i repaint this like put a fresh coat of paint on top of it clean it all up make it look nice like absolutely so i did that Mm -hmm. i literally painted that painting twice
0: it's like doing it's like retouching on your uh on your ankle and your arm yeah exactly (laughs) so i went
2: and i i i fresh coated this whole thing i put i cleaned it all up Mm -hmm. i signed it again i did it back in like 2018 Mm -hmm. and that that painting just means so much to me how long did it take you i
0: don't even know both the first time and the second time i should say
2: uh, the second time took way shorter because the layout was already there, and I'm just retouching everything. Right. The, the first time, I don't even know. Is
0: it the I, is it the longest? Because you've done some really big canvases after after the, that. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of great ones that you did, but was that uh, the longest? Yeah, four feet
2: is the longest that I've uh, the four foot of just yeah. one canvas Remember, is I'm, the I'm, longest.
0: I'm, I'm long, I'm long, I, a good amount of nights palace. Yeah. The, that first one that one when
2: i first painted it uh, i mean there were a million mistakes in it I had to keep going back and fixing stuff because i didn't know what the hell i was doing then that was just like this mountain of a challenge that I did for myself. Now I could do those and I just knock them out. Right. I mean it takes a long time but I I know what I'm doing. That one I think know quick. What I
0: was Let doing. me let me give you an inner uh question from this. Um are you are you like me or, and most artists that when you work on a canvas or you work on any type of work but mostly I I know I've done it when I was in school and I was you know you know painting with acrylic and illustration board and canvas and all this stuff. Are you satisfied when you even where you should be satisfied? Like, are you up at night? You, you got to go to sleep and you force yourself to sleep, but you, your one eye is open looking at it. And then you wake up <laughs> to finish something. Cause you see something that you-
2: <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at not doing that. <laughs> uh, you can't overwork a piece. No, you can't. When it's, when it's, and that I've, I've disciplined myself with that. Uh, so basically I you're seeing to-
0: the things that the naked eye of the, of your, uh, fan base will not be seeing. Yeah, no one would ever notice.
2: Only I'm gonna like this minuscule, weird one off Mm. pixel thing that yeah, I mean I could go I sometimes I'll go back and I'll fix it. Like I'll have the color mixed and I just go and like and I'm I'm literally painting while it's hanging on my wall just to fix it. But most of the time I don't even I don't need to do that because I'm happy with the piece.
0: I think every artist goes through that at one point in time, especially especially when you start to learn more about your craft. Yeah and you understand it more, but you start to really get into the groove, but you want to finish it and you i <laughs> I've done that many a nights where I've yeah. been up to like two in the morning, three in the morning. And that's normal so, for me. It's horrible, but it's also like I love what I do.
2: <laughs> yeah, that you gotta love you gotta love what you do when it comes to doing it. You're coming still like your craft. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I, I love what I do. Yeah. But I've gotten very like I said, disciplined with it. And that's how I'm able to get so many pieces yeah. done. Granted, I, I'm working on so many at once. Like, I got the Samus back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was uh, Jason with the knife in the eye. That's a commission. Uh, I Can here. I tell
0: you, you how much I, I love and hate that one? Because I was Friday the 13th, the, the NES game by LJN. Uh-huh. I used to scare the batshit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That
2: game, was, that game is not a bad game, by the way. If you know how to play it. You can beat the game in like a half hour.
0: Oh, I'm glad you tell me that now. Thank you, YouTube. Nobody because... knew. No Dude, one knew. You I had get... a rock.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a rock. You got to get the knife. You got to get a knife so that flies straight. And then uh, you got to you gotta get the torch. That's the key to the game. It gets
0: really quiet, and then all of a sudden it's just like dun, 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 dun. dun. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just comes the out of nowhere. Thank you so very much, Adam, for coming on. Of, course, our, man. of course, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. Give my, give my uh, love to Nina as well. I haven't seen her sure. in God knows how long. <laughs> I wish you both the best of safety. And, you know, if you see me on the block, holla. <laughs> of course man of course which we don't Whenever, know because we're all under mask for god's sake <laughs> i know we're all i know i'll see friends
2: out and it's like they they recognize me and like i don't know who you are like oh okay there <laughs> right because we're especially winter with hats and masks Right,
0: exactly So it's like ninjas but no just keep doing what you're doing and i you know you and nina are like two of my favorite couples, uh, for Chris <laughs> Thanks, and Maddie. Man. Of course I got to shout them out as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, you guys have been awesome in my life in terms of just inspiring me to do what I do and love what I do. That's and, great. And I'm it,
2: so glad to hear that, man. No, it, I, you Chris, guys are Chris awesome. And Maddie are some of our, our closest friends also. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, we love them. And all of so your whenever, cats. <laughs> whenever this passes, let's, let's go get dinner or something. Or Oh, great. Absolutely. You know, let's, let's definitely do that.
0: Absolutely. I'll be more than looking forward to that. So right yeah, now man. I want to give you the opportunity to give you the floor to plug all of your whereabouts where people can follow you in, possibly check out your work and, and invest in your work. I highly recommend it.
2: <laughs> that, that would, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, across social media on, uh, Instagram and Twitter, those are where I'm the most active, just at square painter, exactly the way square painter, the way it's spelled, uh, I have a Facebook business page. I don't really use that one, so mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be as active on there. If you message me, I'll probably get back to you in like a week. Everybody has so one social
0: media out, out platform that they don't use. <laughs> so, yeah, there's <laughs> always that
2: one. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Etsy I don't use anymore, mm-hmm. so don't use that. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel if you want to check out my older stuff. it, it just I, I'm not, I, I haven't done any videos on there for a while, but I did a lot of uh, speed painting videos, mm-hmm. some game reviews some YouTube, you know, game review BS, but mainly it was time-lapse videos of my paintings. Mm -hmm. So some of those were, I would sit and I would do, that. that's a whole other can of worms if I was to get into (laughs) like doing YouTube and stuff. But if you want to, I'm not so active on there, but if you want to check out my older uh, videos, please feel free to do that. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, Instagram and Twitter. I'm constantly on there. That's the best place to reach me. And yeah, also, he has great look at,
0: content on Instagram, by the way, too. So I, I Definitely, again, I recommend you following him on IG. Definitely, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I
2: would say Instagram is my most main platform. I try mm-hmm. to finish at least two to three paintings a week. Sometimes there's like it'll be a week before I get anything done if I'm working on other stuff. Right. But like I have a Pokemon piece right here. I'm looking at that uh, will be done today. It'll be up, photographed. And also, my band Rex Viper. Uh, look out for Rex Viper. few weeks. That. <laughs> yeah, that will be all over if you're subscribed to Cinemasker. Um, I know they're gonna they're gonna cut a uh, like a teaser for it, and the video will be up for our Back to the Future song, which I don't even know what the name of it is. I guess <laughs> when we do our Zoom call tomorrow, we're like all right, what the hell are we gonna name this? <laughs> so that, that yeah, we're we're planning a lot more music with that. And we're all really excited about it. So yeah, uh, please, please uh, subscribe to the Rex Viper YouTube channel when it's up in a few weeks and follow them on social media as well. I'll be very active with with that also
0: awesome so folks thank you so very much for joining us on this very special episode very special to me as as well on behalf of myself and adam Shub, all i gotta say is learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live we are out of here take care and stay safe everybody (laughs) take care guys